and welcome to another episode of Rewriting Your Happily Ever After. This is your host, Adrian Denise, and I am excited. We have another good one for you today. Yep, I'm excited about it. So I have a good friend here with me, and it's a guy. Woo! So I'm joined by my friend, Steve. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, yep is another Grace friend. And so just to throw our normal disclaimer out, this is not a Grace-sponsored podcast. Although I interview people from Grace Covenant Church, that's just my friend group. This is not Grace Covenant. So if you don't like it, well, don't email Grace because they don't really sponsor us. However, if you'd like to sponsor us, shoot us an email at rewritinghappilyeverafter at gmail.com and we will happily take your sponsorship. Thanks! All right. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Steve, you want to tell the people about yourself? Okay. <laughs> you can probably tell I don't like talking about myself. Um, uh, Steve Manila. My last name is Manila. I um, am a program manager at an IT firm. I have been walking with the Lord since 94. Cool. Um, and, uh, off and on walking with the Lord since 94, I kind of, uh, found the Lord, had some heat on that, um, found a church where I was traveling, um, found some church hurt and, uh, um, isolated myself from, from all that and found my way back. Um, most recently at Grace, I've been there a little over four years, um, a great format. I really credit the men's ministry um, for rooting me and, and keeping me there. Um, go small groups. That's really the right way to go. Awesome. I love it. Uh, go small groups. Yes. I think um, the family feel at Grace is definitely amazing. And their intentionality behind getting people plugged into groups is purposeful and it definitely keeps people coming back so thanks steve so um i have a question but it wasn't one of the ones i originally said i was going to ask you so we're going to throw that for later <laughs> if you could only see the paleness come over steve's face when i said that um so you know rewriting happily ever after we like to talk relationships and um the masses always ask about guys' perspectives, and the people that I interview generally ask about the male perspective on things. So that is one of the reasons I asked Steve to join us, um, and Steve actually accepted. I was going to say he declined, but he never declined. He accepted, and I appreciate you, Steve. So now you get to answer for all men around the world. All right. Thanks. <laughs> so first question... Um, you know, with singles and with Grace and, you know, the intentionality of, um, like you said, the men's group and, and building community, do you find it's harder as you build and grow in community and as you get older to stay single? Like, do you get people that respect your singleness or, and your boundaries? Or is it always like, Steve, when are you getting married? Steve, why aren't you dating? Steve. Don't you want to be married? Like, do guys have that issue like women do? 
Um, honestly, I get very little of that. Um, most of it is a conversation uh, at my age. I'm, I'm 53 now, or turn 53 this year. So the question is, oh, you have kids? And I'll say, no, I don't. Um, I'm not married. I never have been. And the look is just like, oh, okay. And then we move on. So it's not really ever diving into it. I have a couple of closer friends who are like, hey, I know this girl and and I think you'll really like her. And I'm, I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want to be set up. But, you know, if we meet in, in, in an environment where we get a chance to, to know each other, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, not, not too many questions along those lines. That's fun. So has anyone ever tried to set you up with someone you know? Um, well, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of ladies in our group that, um, we're doing a matchmaking service, uh, or we're talking about doing a matchmaking service. And one of the questions they ask are, would you go out with someone no matter who we set you up with? And uh, it kind of leaked out that it, it might be someone that I know. Oh. Yeah. All righty. Go, Steve, go. I have thoughts about that, but I will. I will. <laughs> I guess. Mm. So I sent you a fake question and now I'm. I'm curious. My interest is piqued. Would you be okay if a woman approached you? Or would you prefer to do the pursuing? Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all, really. Um, I, for me, it's the, it's the same thing as approaching someone, though. Um, I don't have an expectation that that they'll say, yes, they want to go out um, in that situation. I lean on the Holy Spirit's inspiration. I realize that it, it's got to be both ways. And it's honestly, it's it's more important to me to, to maintain friendships. Yeah. Um, so if it, if something was approached and, and I said no, I would hope that they'd respond the same way that I respond if someone says no to me. Yeah. Especially in this environment um, where we're such a close-knit community mm-hmm. um, and relationships so important, there's not really a place for hurt, right? Right. So you have to be um, gentle and, and respectful with people, and you have to um, be able to accept uh, a rejection in that way. Yeah. That's good. I like that. See? Go, Steve. Go. So based off of those two questions, I think what's the biggest misconception regarding you and your singleness you think people have? Like, I know you said, you know, they'll try to set you up. Um, And I asked that because (laughs) I remember when I was in Texas, I told my aunt about starting a singles ministry at my church. And I said, it's not that I don't want to be married. She's like, no, that's exactly what that means. And I (laughs) said, no, single people need community too. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want to be married. I'm just saying I'm I'm single and I need people like-minded to join with. So mm-hmm. are there any misconceptions people have regarding you? Um, obviously, they're not chasing you down, telling you, oh, Steve, you don't want to 
not be married since they're not doing that to you, to, at least to your face. But yeah, I think it's um, you know it's it's more likely with people that just got married or just got engaged, um, and it's I'm chalking it up to them wanting to share their joy and, and what they're experiencing and, and saying, oh, you know, instead of saying, this is great and we really need you to join us, they're saying, you know, I, I've got an idea of someone for you. Um, but I'm, I mean, these are people that know me. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that I want to be in a, a committed relationship, um, but maybe not talk to the extent of um I'm trusting God. Like it's not me pursuing God every day. Like God, when is this going to happen? Am I going to get in a relationship? When is it going to happen? When, when, when? Um, at this point, I, I trust that God can do it. Um, I kind of have a conversation with myself. So if I ever start thinking that way, mm-hmm. I'll say to myself what I would say to a friend, yeah. like, um, are you getting too old? Well, uh, no, I'm not getting too old. <laughs> Abraham and, and Sarah had their family at 99. So yeah. um, there's plenty of time for that if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just treating yourself uh, the way you would treat a friend. And that's that's not always easy for us to do, I think. That's really good. And Something we were talking about earlier is the fact that we are our own worst critic, our own worst judge, uh, but we talk ourselves into so many other things anyway. So, right, we, like, can get ourselves into trouble, get ourselves into situations, but then judge ourselves so harshly for it. And I think sometimes we do allow that voice to just gnaw at us and tell us, like, you know, Everyone will have someone but me, right? Um, I think there's even a song. (laughs) Everyone's got someone but me. Um, Quite comical, the song. But um, I think that's really good. We we should be that friend to ourselves that we are to others. And uh, talk ourselves off the ledge sometimes. Yeah, it's... um, uh, You know... As humans, I think we're born with this infinite capacity to justify. <laughs> so I can say, well, that person shouldn't have done that and think, oh, well, I used to do that or I still do that sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm only doing it because of this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's okay. I know my heart doesn't mean that, but at the same time, I've already judged those other people. Um, for doing exactly what I'm going to do and um, and criticize them for that. And then on the flip side, like you said, um, I would never let someone talk to me the way that I talk to myself when I am feeling low or depressed or, or throwing a pity party. I mean, some of those things that I would say to myself that I accept as truth and, and wallow in, I would just stand up and tell someone to get lost or I would laugh at them because it's, it's laughable. Some of the things that, that you say to yourself, if you didn't know how to hurt yourself so 
uh, directly and specifically. Mm. That's really good, Steve. That's really good. And I, I don't even know if we sometimes process how much more damage we're doing to ourselves with with the the negative talk, with the um, the doubt and the pity parties, and it's a really good point. Hmm. Okay, so for those that listened to our last episode with Miata, there was a lot of talk about platform and um, women in positions and sometimes men, (laughs) the perceived thought from women or some women that men won't approach a woman that's on a platform or find it hard to approach a woman on a platform. Um, For lack of better words, some women feel like men may be intimidated by that. (laughs) So in a place like Grace, do you think for yourself or others, it's hard to approach or pursue a woman on platform in a position that's more visible, um, like worship leading or a a leader of a ministry or pastoral position? Do you think it's harder for guys to pursue? Like, what's your idea or take? Would you pursue? Like, what what are the thoughts? Tell us for the men hmm. of the world. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to do my best on this one. I don't know if all the men think the same way, and I'm, I'm sure they don't. But, um, you know, we talked around a lot of different perspectives and, and angles on this. And I think uh, the biggest one that stuck with me is, is familiarity. Um, uh, someone that's in a leadership position, you don't generally get a lot of their time, right? Even in a, in a smaller group setting, you know, they may come and speak to a group, but that's not the same as having, having like a, a small group or having a one-on-one conversation where there's some of that, those intimacy walls are, are broken down and, and there's more personal stuff that's actually known. Um, so I, I think if you get the opportunity to break that down, so If that person we said, for instance, was a small group leader, Mm -hmm. even as a leader of that small group, you're going to have that dialogue that's going to allow for the familiarity and eventually allow for um, for approaching them um, to be easier or more, I don't want to say realistic, but um, uh, probably have a better chance of of being receptive. other than that, I don't see why there would be any challenge to it. I mean, um, I, before I was walking with God, um, and even early on walking with God, mm-hmm. uh, what I looked for in a woman was someone who was attractive, right? Yeah. And then maybe someone who was smart and funny and that kind of thing. But, you know, the the approach was skewed. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there's a a better understanding of, of what worth is. And I'm not saying that attractive isn't still important. I'm just saying what informs what is attractive um, changes. And 
that sense of humor, right? Yeah. That intelligence, that uh, kindness and caring that you see in someone, that makes someone attractive. Um, and above all of that, a heart that they have for the Lord, um, it, it makes someone beautiful. So it's a whole different perspective and um, uh, an approach than it was before for me. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I don't know about other men and, and that could be a product of um, age as well <laughs> for me. So I, I don't know. I just know the path that I walked and um, my age and, and time with the Lord kind of grew together at mm -hmm. a later stage in my life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, someone that's, that's deeper into ministry, um, uh, I think is automatically more uh, attractive from that perspective because they, they have that walk. They have that uh, understanding uh, of God. Um, they have that maturity um, in their relationship with God. And, and it's something that you can um, learn on and, and lean on and, and share with someone. Yeah, that's great. See, I was going to say straight from a horse's mouth. Mm -hmm. So one of many perspectives from the male. Um, women, just keep shining. Uh, let the Lord shine through you and what will be, will be. Um, Steve, I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Uh, I generally ask my guests this question. And I know you've listened before, so you probably didn't anticipate it, but you kind of know what's coming. If you could go back and give 17-year-old Steve some advice, what would you say? Um, I don't know. A, a lot of things. I. Uh, uh, if there's one thing I could say on a, a broader spectrum mm -hmm. that would cover a lot of different things is, is don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that goes for every area of my life. Um, and that's that part of that negative self-talk or that, that judgment um, that, that we bring on ourselves. It's, um, it's a lot easier if you don't do that. And at, at this stage of my life, I've had the Holy Spirit just step in and say, and I'm like, oh, I can actually say that to myself. And mm. it's true because God has told me that it's okay. Like these, some of these things just, they just don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Anything else you want to share with the people, with the masses? Um, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, if you could, what's the best advice you could give to your single female friends? Um... I guess you're going to edit this part out so you can get to the answer. And it sounds like I knew exactly what I was going to say, right? Oh, goodness, no. Uh, <laughs> but I'll give you a moment to think. And the reason I ask you this, I think 
especially being in the singles ministry, like you see, you probably hear some of the stories, you hear some of the things <laughs> that we share, um, you see it. And I think um, just even in the answer that you gave earlier about the misconceptions that, well, not the misconceptions, but like, um, you know, we talked earlier about do people respect your boundaries of singleness and, and how people approach you or, or address it. And I shared that it's very different than most of our experience as women. And it's this idea. And I, and I wonder if it's just guided by people's idea of, you know, quote unquote, the biological clock and, you know, you're a woman and your clock is ticking and you need to hurry and get married and you can have kids and things like that. And I think people respect the boundary less for women, um, especially based off of what you shared um, with your friends always, well, not always pushing the idea or people asking you generally like when you're getting married and things like that. And so if you could sit, you know, your single female friends down, <laughs> what would you say to them? What's some advice that you would give them in the rat race of singleness? Um, well, first off, you're amazing. Um, you should know that. You should know that uh, the God of all creation loves you beyond anything you could possibly um, understand or, or compare. Um, so if there's someone or something in your life that you just uh, love with all your heart, God is a billion times more than that um, with you. Um, so your worth is there. Um, the second most important relationship in your life is, is you with yourself. And there is, it's pride, it's, it's hubris to uh, beat up on yourself when God is telling you how much he loves you. So don't contradict God. Look at the flaws that you have and trust that God is working on the inside. Also trust that every single one of those flaws that you have, and I'm doing air quotes, at least in my, <laughs> at least in my mind. Um, every single one of those God can use for the good of those who love them and are called to his purpose. So if, if there's something you're doing or something that you're struggling with, there's going to come a point in your life when you're going to be able to mentor someone or share something, um, with someone else that's struggling with the same thing. And the likely outcome of that is they're going to know the Lord better as a result of that. So, so accept that. Trust that God's going to address those things and be expectant for how he's going to um, use you. That is so awesome. Thank you, sir. Do I have another question for you? Uh... Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can let that count. I think I just thank you. I think I've shared this with you before that as much as you hide behind the scenes sometimes, like you 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 share wisdom um with us in various ways that uh I appreciate and I, I welcome and, you know, your heart to serve, your heart to um, 
to be a friend, just to, to be a friend to all of us. And I think we even talked about that with the dynamic of groups and things like that. I just appreciate um, your presence and your, your kindness and all of that, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Um, so that is all we have for the good people today. Um, so if you're listening on SoundCloud, I thank you. Um, if you're not, I don't know where you're listening from, but we appreciate you. You should head over to SoundCloud and search hashtag rewriting happily ever after. Uh, find us on SoundCloud and subscribe. Find us on Apple Podcasts at hashtag rewriting happily ever after, uh, with your host, Adrian Denise. You can search for us there. You can search for us on Spotify at, guess what? Hashtag rewriting happily ever after. Um, if you aren't following us on Instagram, you should. That one is rewriting underscore happily ever after 2018. Um, we've got some new stuff coming out. Uh, just performed a new poem piece on identity. So that's going to be hitting our IG page shortly. We will be getting our YouTube uploaded hopefully sometime soon, as well as on that YouTube channel, you can check out Music with Miata and that last episode if you haven't listened to it yet. So thanks as always for your support. If you have questions, ideas for new episodes, you should shoot those over to me in an email at rewriting happily ever after at gmail.com. Or slide into my Instagram DMs. Um, don't be crazy though. And we will see you, talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye.